0: welcome to your daily dose i'm bob Codges. nick and i both love being dads and neither of us was prepared for the rigors of the role today we talk about our messy introductions to fatherhood you'll have to listen to understand how this honest and heartfelt conversation evolved into an exploration of the power and the folly of shame yeah i know choose a topic guys we did we chose two that's one apiece enjoy How did you feel when you first became a dad?
1: Uh, like an idiot. Like I, <laughs> I was not prepared in any way. There was nothing that could have prepared me. I started doing that thing where, oh my God, everything my dad and my mom said is correct. And I didn't appreciate them properly. Ah, you know, the, the usual stuff. Like why, uh, there was some amount of why did I do this? When are they going to invent time machines? That sort of thing as well. <laughs>
0: It's, you're never completely prepared for it, right? This is, that's the way that it goes. And uh, I heard a quote the other day, I forget who said it, that said that great people do things before they're ready. Oh, there you go. And it's not that you're, we are great people for having kids before we felt like we were ready for them, but there's no instruction manual with them. And so we all screw them up. I don't know of a single parent who did it perfectly or is doing it perfectly. And those who are trying are the most frustrated and unhappy ones out there. So it's like, find your peace with figuring this stuff out. I was terrified when my first baby was born. I I was beside myself not understanding exactly how to do it, but I had an awesome partner who was more insightful than I am and who loved that baby so much and helped me, loved me enough to teach me what she learned and everything turned out okay. That kid yeah. is now going to be 30 this year. Dun-dun-dun. Oh, wow. I know, right? Crazy.
1: I, the other thing that struck me having babies, uh, and even to this day, is they're just designed poorly. <laughs> like how are they designed so poorly that they need that much protection and that much care for that long? It's like giving birth Just, to a
0: steak on the Serengeti, right? It's like silly. The, I think they're maybe the most helpless babies in all of the animal kingdom
1: uh, it's pretty close like yeah. at
0: least horses can come out an hour later they can
1: walk yeah
0: <laughs> right right that's amazing to me that into itself but not babies man i tried to get mine to walk the day that she was born and it was a mess yeah it was just when
1: you can't like guilt them into it or shame them into it either because they don't <laughs> even understand language yet so what to tools... be like hey a baby horse could walk by now <laughs> Do you think shaming works
0: on other baby animals? I, I don't think so. that's that's hilarious that you would try to shame
1: a baby. yeah, just just for the experiment of it. Hey, could it work? Just to try. <laughs> just to see. I mean, I'm sure they were shaming me. Shame is a pretty big motivator in the Greek culture. so
0: oh, shame as a motivator. Yeah, mm-hmm. I don't you know something. I kind of don't believe in shame. And when I say it, I believe in embarrassment. But I think shame is embarrassment on steroids. And it I mean, shame will rip you out of a community. Shame will make someone drink themselves to death. Shame, you know, it's a, it's a harsh thing. It's, name, a, name an instance where you feel like
1: shame has contributed something positive to society. I mean, I think we could talk about—I I don't think it's necessarily positive, but if you were to go out right now when we're all under the stay-at-home order and without a mask, uh, maybe coughing, Yeah. you know, what is the reaction that you would get from other people? And would that—those looks or somebody saying something, would that—and maybe shame isn't the right word, but yeah. would that cause you— to rethink what you're doing. Well, and I think this is the question. Shaming to me
0: is when you look at them and you give a look that says, I disapprove of you. Right. But there's another way. And that other way is to say, hey, please go put a mask on. We're trying to all be safe right now. And right now you're risking yourself and everybody else. I care about you as much as I do the people that you're risking. Please go put a mask on. You know, that's a, that's a way and that's a shame-free way. In fact, I'm going to promote this, a shame-free world. Let's just okay. say no shame. You know, it would be a shame if you felt shame. And I hope you feel the same because this is no game. I'm saying it could be a rap too. I mean, I'm gonna maybe talk to Kanye about it because I think, I think he could pull it off. It's definitely not lame.
1: <laughs> that's the extent to which I'm gonna, I'm gonna rhyme. <laughs> hey, you contributed one. In the improv world, that's a success. Hello, it's Nick. Thanks for tuning in and joining us as we travel down many conversational tangents. You never know where you're gonna end up Like in my last listen to this episode, when Bob says, that's a shame-free way, I envision this road, this big road, where you could drive whatever you want while wearing whatever you want, while listening to whatever you want, and so on. I want to merge onto the shame-free way as soon as possible, and I encourage you to do the same. In the meantime, have a wonderful day.